0: When I was in college a million years ago, this was a compliment. I'd wear the new dress my mother bought me, go to a dance or a party, dance my brains out, and find some guys whispering this under their breath as I pass them. Not anymore. True, mom's long gone, I'm married, and if anyone whispered this to me now, I'd think they were asking me if I smoked, and that's a big no no these days, especially with chronic kidney disease. We've taken for granted for years now that people just don't smoke anymore. That's not true, you know. Other countries still find smoking acceptable, although not all. There are also people who are so addicted that they just can't stop. Today we'll take a look at what might help. But first, we need to go back to the basics, as usual. On my very first visit to a nephrologist, I was told to stop smoking, even social smoking. But why? Davida at http colon slash slash www.devita.com slash kidney disease slash overview slash living with CKD slash smoking and chronic kidney disease slash e slash 4897 offered a succinct answer to my question. How smoking can harm kidneys? Here are some of the possible ways smoking is thought to harm kidneys. Increases blood pressure and heart rate. Reduces blood flow in the kidneys. Increases production of angiotensin II a hormone produced in kidney narrows the blood vessels in the kidneys. Damages arterioles, branches of arteries forms arteriosclerosis, thickening and hardening, of the renal arteries. Accelerates loss of kidney function. In addition to tobacco, smoking allows other toxins into the body. And according to the American Association of Kidney Patients, AAKP, studies have shown that smoking is harmful for the kidneys, and can cause kidney disease to progress and increases the risk for proteinuria excessive amount of protein in the urine to make this a little more comprehensive here are some definitions from what is it and how did i get it early stage chronic kidney disease arteries vessels that carry blood from the heart hormones chemicals that trigger tissues to do whatever their particular job is protein amino acids arranged in chains joined by peptide bonds to form a compound important because some proteins are hormones enzymes and antibodies renal of or about the kidneys Sounds drastic, doesn't it? So, what can be done to help those people who are so addicted they can't stop smoking on their own? An Israeli PhD student at Weizmann Institute of Science in Rehovot, Anat Ertzi, has a novel idea. She believes that exposing smokers to the smell of smoke and other unpleasant odors while they sleep can make them less eager to smoke. In her own words, this research stems from recent findings suggesting that novel associations can be learned during human sleep and retrieved upon awakening. While this was only a small study with 76 people, I can't remember reading about any other sea smoking study that deals with aversive conditioning during REM sleep. Aversive conditioning is, surprise, just what it sounds like, using unpleasant stimuli, like the rotten fish Aertzi used, to cause some kind of change in behavior. Quick reminder, REM means rapid eye movement and occurs during the second stage of falling asleep. You can read about the study yourself at http colon slash slash www.m.webmd.com slash a to z guide slash new slash 20141120 slash sleep addiction cigarettes page equals two. Then there's the FDA approved safe natural product smoke remedy offered on the internet. You need to remember that FDA approved safe and natural does not necessarily mean safe for CKD. I applaud the fact that they list their ingredients, but this is not safe for us. The homeopathic medicines in smoke remedy come from several different plant and mineral sources that include Avena sativa, to help with the addiction to nicotine and tobacco. Caladium seganum, Daphne indica, Eugenia jambosa, Ignacia, Calcarea phosphorica, and Plantago major, these help to stop the craving and desire to smoke. phosphoricum. Nux vomica, and Staphysagria, to help prevent the withdrawal symptoms you may experience when quitting. The product also contains purified water, citric acid, and potassium sorbate. For example, that last ingredient, potassium sorbate, caught my eye because we know that we, as people with CKD, need to limit our potassium. It turns out to be a preservative and nothing I'd want in my body whether the FDA approves it or not. The calcarea phosphorica made me pause, too. As CKD patients, We do not need more phosphorus, as you already know. I'm not saying don't use homeopathic remedies, but I am saying you need to research each and every ingredient and bring the list of side effects to your nephrologist before you do. Your doctor may not be familiar with homeopathic medicines, which is why you are doing the research to bring to him or her. Of course, there's always the patch or special gums, but they have their own problems. Most feed slow doses of nicotine into your body. That's the element of tobacco that injures your kidneys. This is to address the withdrawal symptoms. I went to http colon slash, slash www.stopsmoking.net freenicotinepatchhtml patch.html to see if there are side effects. Don't you just love products with full disclosure? Here's what I found. It's worth noting that many of the top nicotine patches often produce undesirable side effects. Common side effects include headaches, dizziness, upset stomach, nausea, chest pain, breathing problems, anxiety, and irregular heartbeat. Furthermore, some people have nicotine patch allergies. The skin becomes red, and their body becomes severely irritated by the patch. If this ever happens, you need to contact a doctor right away. Nicotine patch allergies can produce damaging results. Now here's an eye-opener I found at http colon slash thechart.blogs.cnn.com slash 2012 01 09 study nicotine gums patches only help with withdrawal slash. The perception of the public using the product is that these are good forever, that these will result in you not smoking in 3, 5, 10 years, says Greg Connolly, director of the Center for Global Tobacco Control at the Harvard School of Public Health. Well, they were never designed to do that. They were designed to treat withdrawal, which is a symptom that occurs from stopping to probably 6 months, and then it usually ends. I never realized how really hard it is for addicted smokers to stop. Now I fully appreciate my father who decided there wasn't enough money coming in for him to waste it on cigarettes when he had three children. He simply stopped. Or so I thought. This was way before 1996 when the Patch and Gum first made their appearance, thank you, Dad, this must have been really hard. Until next week. Keep living your life.